This is the Jake Asman Show on 98.7 ESPN. Here we go on a Sunday evening in New York City. It's Jake Asman with you, 98.7 ESPN New York. Thanks for spending part of your Sunday night with us here on the station. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to get into between now and 10 o'clock. Four hours of sports talk coming your way. Our number to be a part of the conversation, 800 919 Seven six. Joe Leo is producing, and we're going to get right into it because I am disgusted by what we watched the New York Yankees pull off in the ninth inning about an hour ago. The Yankees were cruising to a win earlier today against the Miami Marlins. They actually had a chance to win a rubber match of a series. They actually had a chance to win a series against a quality team, a team that's not the Royals, which that team, the Royals, I mentioned, that's the only series the Yankees have won dating back to June 30th. They've won one series in their last 12, and it was against the Royals, who stink. The Yankees had a chance today to win a series against a quality opponent, a Marlins team that's in the playoff race. And they implode in this ninth inning. Clay Holmes had not blown a game in three months. And then the Marlins scored five runs in the ninth for the Yankees to lose this one 8-7. I mean, this was the nail in the coffin. If you still had any faith, any belief that the Yankees were capable of going on some sort of Fakakta run to be a third wildcard team, they stink. And that ninth inning is a microcosm of this Yankee season. They win today with Garrett Cole on the mound. You at least can convince yourself you're alive for another day or so before the Atlanta Braves would likely destroy you over these next couple games because that's what's coming. But now, forget it. They're done. And you know what the saddest part is if you're a Yankee fan like I am? You have no faith anything is going to change when we get to the offseason. I talked about this last night when I was on the station. I'm at a point now where you fire Boone, what's that really going to do? You fire Cashman, that maybe could cause some change. But do you have any faith in Hal Steinbrenner making a change? I don't right now. But this ninth inning today, I mean, I just need to unload on how despicable this was. It was so obvious watching this game. Clay Holmes had nothing. You could tell with Clay. When he's on, he's on. And I mentioned it. He hadn't blown a game in three months. Clay Holmes had an ERA of point seven. Eight since May 4th. He had allowed three runs since May 4th. And he allowed four runs to score in that ninth inning before he got yanked. And Tommy Canely, who's allowed every single inherited runner all year to basically score, he does it again. No one's surprised. That's what's, you know, that's what's just, you know, just unfortunate, I guess, if you're a Yankee fan. Like, you're not really that surprised that this happened today. Because you were kind of just waiting for that nail in the coffin loss. If you still had any sort of hope, I don't know how you could. And you got that today. That nail in the coffin type of loss. <laughs> I mean, Clay Holmes, who's been unhittable since May 4th, is blowing the game. You're done. And this team still has 44 meaningless games left. And the next three are against the Braves. Oh, my God. This team's a joke. They are. And the problem is, I don't know if the people running the Yankees realize that. They still think it's just going to click. Things are going to be okay because we're the Yankees. You're not. You're a last place team. You're two games over 500. You stink. 
Five runs in the ninth you allow to lose today. How? And what, and look, I'll say this about Aaron Boone. I don't think he's their biggest problem, but he's a definite part of the problem when you make a list of the issues with this team. He is definitely, definitely part of this team's issues. Maybe not the biggest issue, but he's part of it. And Paul O'Neill, give him credit on the Yes broadcast with Michael Kay, was all over it. How do you not walk Jake Berger with the game on the line? He's torched the Yankees this year. Going into that at-bat, he was hitting 450 against them. He was the Marlins' offense. How do you not walk him? And then after the game, Boone says, well, we didn't consider it because the walk could have been in play. The walk could have been in play. you got to get the guy out. You can't get him out. So what do you do? You put him on base and you figure it out. It was an awful matchup for Canely. And the Yankees probably lose anyway. But, man, Boone, once again, no feel for the game. That's my biggest knock on him this year. No feel. This team needs to be aggressive. You can't fall back on, we're the Yankees, it's going to work out for us. you gotta, you got to win games. When you see Clay Holmes doesn't have it, get someone up and get him out of the game. Because the real crime in today is not that they lost, because even if they won, I still don't think this is a Yankees team that is capable of getting into the playoffs. I said it last night, I'll say it again, I have thought the Yankees have been cooked for months already. And when they did nothing at the trade deadline, I knew they were definitely cooked then. I feel bad for Garrett Cole. I mean, Garrett Cole today goes out there and he does exactly what you want your ace to do. Rubber game of a series. You want him to go out there and give you a chance to win. He did that and then some. He's probably going to win the American League Cy Young Award this year. And the Yankees are going to waste that season. I mean, how about this for a stat I saw earlier? The Yankees have now lost seven games that Garrett Cole started that he went at least six-plus innings pitched and allowed two runs or fewer. That's the most in MLB for any pitcher. Seven times, Garrett Cole has pitched seven or more innings, allowing two runs or less, and they lost. Imagine where they would be without him, because some of the games they've won have been because he's carried them with no run support. And today, you actually scored runs. That's why this is such a kick in the you-know-what. You put up seven runs. The Yankees can't score. And they actually scored runs today. And they still lost. I I mean, just a joke, man. Everyone watching this game besides the manager knew Clay Holmes did not have it. Everybody. And nothing was done to prevent that implosion from happening. Nothing. How? 800-919-3776-800-919. ESPN is the number. If you are a Yankee fan like I am, I actually do have some positive uh, Yankees news I'd like to share with you. Johnny Damon, 2009 World Series champion, he's going to be coming on the show with us later this hour at 6.40. So at least we could go down memory lane with Johnny Damon because the last time Johnny Damon was on the Yankees, they were winning the World Series. So we'll talk with Johnny Damon about his career and the state of the Yankees at 6.40. I thought today would actually be, uh, you know, a happy show for the Yankee fan. Not that I think this team's doing anything, but at least we could talk about, hey, Garrett Cole's awesome. He's such an underappreciated superstar. This guy takes the ball. He pitches. He's never hurt. He goes out there. He's a bulldog. I mean, think about the Yankee rotation right now. Garrett Cole's the only member of the projected starting staff that is actually still pitching. Frankie Montas, remember him? 
Nestor Cortez, he's done for the year. Carlos Rodon, he stinks and he's probably done for the year. Domingo Herman, unfortunately, alcohol rehab. Luis Severino was hurt to start the year, and he's only in the rotation right now because they have no one else, as sad as that is. And he shouldn't even be in the rotation because he stinks. And the Yankee way is now rewarding people who stink by continuing to leave Luis Severino in this rotation. Don't get me started with that debacle. Oh, if he doesn't pitch the first inning, he's going to be just fine. We could use an opener for the first inning. That will solve his issues. What a joke. If you're a Yankee fan and you're not disgusted by what this team has turned out to be this year, and really, where have they been headed the last couple of years? Because we've seen this, man. They entered this season without a left fielder. They brought back the same team that nearly blew the division last year. If Aaron Judge did not have a heroic season, one of the great seasons anyone has had in the modern era, they would have missed the playoffs last year maybe. They wouldn't have won the division. And if Judge and Cole did not carry them past a mediocre Guardians team in the playoffs last year, they would have got beat in the divisional round. I don't want to hear they're one of the four teams remaining when they got swept by the Astros. They got destroyed by them. And then they bring back the same exact team. Josh Donaldson's going to be better, one year older at third base. Okay, I'll play along. What a joke. But that ninth inning today, man, just a microcosm of everything wrong with this organization, everything wrong with this season. They're now five back for the last wild card spot. They're done. They're done. And you look at the schedule coming up. They're gonna, this team's going to go play the Braves for a couple games. Are you nuts? They're going to get swept. Cole can't pitch in those games. And then... After that, they play the Red Sox, who own them. I, I keep hearing, well, the Yankees could be better than the Red Sox. This year, the Red Sox have owned them, and the Red Sox aren't even that good. I mean, the state of the Yankees right now, it is just it is just pathetic. You know, I thought, I thought it was bad the Mets lost 27-3 to over two games yesterday to the Braves. The Yankees went out there today and were like, hey, watch this. We got something for you. Check us out. Watch us blow this one. Snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. That's what the Yankees did. But this team's just not any good, man. I mean, this ninth inning just refocuses in on the fact they're not good. The Yankees have only won one of their last 12 series dating back to June 30th, and it was against the crappy Royals. They stink. And if they don't make major changes to the way this organization is run, it's going to be the same song and dance next year. Nothing's changing. This team is fundamentally flawed. A team with a $290 million payroll is this pathetic. Yankee fans, sound off. 800-919-3776. 800-919-ESPN is the number. I'll say it again. We'll go down memory lane for at least a couple minutes and be happy when Johnny Damon joins us. Coming up at 6.40, we'll talk some football on the show tonight. NFL analyst, former Jets head coach Herm Edwards will be joining us at 8.30. Talk about the Jets and the Giants with Coach Herm. So a lot still to talk about, but we open with that debacle of a loss this afternoon by the New York Yankees. We're taking your calls. Coming up next, it's Jake Asman with you right here. It's 98.7 ESPN New York. You're listening to The Jake Asman Show on 98.7 ESPN. Back here at 98.7 ESPN New York. It's the Jake Asman Show till 10 p.m. Johnny Damon will join us at 640-2009. 
World Series champion coming up in about 20 minutes. He told me he's driving up to a charity event in the Buffalo area, so he's got some time. So looking forward to catching up with Johnny Damon, who played golf with the former president of the United States yesterday at a live tour event. So Johnny Damon, one of my favorite Yankees of all time, he'll distract me from that disgusting loss this team suffered this afternoon. Yankees blow it in the ninth, and nobody's surprised at all. Your calls right now on that debacle. Let's go to Joe in New Jersey. Joe, you're first up tonight. You're on with Jake Asman here on 98.7. What do you got? Joe. Joe, we cannot hear you. Could not hear Joe. Let's get back to the calls. Let's see if we could hear Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, you're up next. You're on with Jake Asman. Good evening, Mr. Asman. One S, as you know. Um, <laughs> shout out to the company. I definitely wanted to call in because I, I, I thought we were just going to talk some Jets and, you know, be positive and, you know, go through the season. But me and you are both Yankee fans. And after just watching this, I, I don't know what else there is to say. You, you, like, like your your comment was right, you know, where you reverse, you know, the victories and defeat line. Because I was just like, you, you really asked to lose this game. I couldn't believe that this, this is just a bad team. And the only, I, and even though I'm happy that they did lose, because this is the only way that some type of semblance of change will happen, you know, is us for us to not be in the playoffs and to finish under 500 and possibly finish in last place where Hal can actually, you know, wonder why Yankee fans are mad. But this is – it's gotten to a point where I'm just like, you know what, I'm, I'm done. I'm out of my misery. I can no longer, you know, put myself in this fooling game of, oh, you know, we may have a shot. You know, if we could just win this series and, you know, possibly go on a run, we could possibly do it. This team is not capable of putting two, three, four, five games straight, five games straight. Like, you know, we saw the Mets do that with better regularity than this Yankee team. So I don't know what else is there to say other than it's over, the season is over, they're they're just better off, and you know what? Uh, sad sad that Boone has to be the fall guy, but I, I I can't even take his you know delusional delusional sports you know comments that he comes out where 18 strikeouts is having good at bats and uh, everything else that goes al along with, with this mess. So I'm just you know frustrated as a Yankee fan, <laughs> Jake. So and I know you're frustrated as well. Jose, great call. Appreciate you making it. Yeah, I think you speak for all the Yankee fans out there, right? It's like part of you is like, well, they lost. Maybe they're closer to making a change. But the other part of you is like, well, even if they lose, are we that confident they're going to make changes? I, I'm not. I mean, maybe Aaron Boone is the fall guy. But if Brian Cashman's still running the baseball operation, what's changing? What is changing with this team? Let's go to Alex in New Jersey. He's up next. Alex, you're on with Jake Asman here on 98.7. What do you got? Hey, Jake. How you doing? I've been better, Alex. I mean, my God. I appreciate you calling listen, in. What do you got? Listen, I'm, listen, I'm 32 years old. As my whole life as a Yankee fan, I've never seen worse than 84 and 78. Finishing with a worse record than that is just inevitable this year. This team cannot hit. They have no pitching, and they have a lot of bad contracts in LeMayu and, and Stanton, and I'm just hoping, you know, I know Cashman's not likely to get fired, uh, although I wish he will get fired. Boone better get fired. We need to offload those contracts and find a way to win, even if it means shelling out four or five hundred million dollars on Otani. I mean, if you had him, he can pitch and hit. I would take him in a heartbeat. 
Alex, thanks for the call. I would take Otani in a heartbeat as well. Do we have any faith in the Yankees making that kind of investment? And here's the thing with Otani. He's amazing. Stanton's got to be a DH some of the year, no? Otani only DHs. I mean, look, I'm so over the, oh, they got to put Stanton at DH to protect him from getting hurt. He gets hurt no matter what. So I'm not letting Giancarlo Stanton stop me from going after Shohei Otani, but that might be the rationale for Cashman, assuming he's still the GM, which I think he's going to be. Because as much as I killed Hal Steinbrenner last night and will continue to do on this show tonight, I have no faith in him making a change there. They might make Boone the fall guy, but just getting rid of Aaron Boone and doing nothing else is like rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic, as you hear the K-Show always allude to. They're right. That's what that would be, though. That analogy works for this. It's just this year, man, it's the worst Yankee season that I could remember. Because even the years where they missed the playoffs with Girardi in 2008, right? You had the last year of Yankee Stadium that kept you involved. Then they win the World Series in 2009. 2013, Andy Pettit and obviously Mariano are retiring at the end of the year. You had that to be, uh, you know, focused in on. Didn't hurt as much that they missed the playoffs that season. 2014, Derek Jeter's last year. 2016, they sell at the deadline. Sanchez comes up. Gary Sanchez is great down the stretch. You have legitimate hope for the future. What's the excuse this year? This year, this team is going nowhere. They're going to miss the playoffs. And every Yankee fan is just miserable because you have no confidence in the right changes that are needed actually being applied. It's a disaster. It's an unmitigated disaster what the 2023 New York Yankees have become. For this team, with a $290 million payroll, to be just two games over 500 is a joke. In a league where seven teams make the playoffs, the Yankees are going to probably be on the outside looking in. What a joke. Dave's in Manhattan. He wants in on the conversation. Dave, you're on with Jake Asman. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, thanks for having me in. You know, I've been been beating this drum for the last few days. You know, I can't believe that in that whole Yankee organization, you know, just three things. First of all, you never know what's going to happen with Judge now once he has the surgery. So they're really on the clock with him. You don't know how many really high-level productive years you have left in him. The surgery can go way left. He may not be the same player. So let's just consider that. Also, I can't believe there's no one in the organization that isn't considering for one moment that right now, if you are a player with talent, I don't care how much money the Yankees are throwing at you, it, it may be a bit more toxic in the clubhouse than you think under the Cashman regime. And let me just ask you this. Why is it so impossible – to buy out, maybe I'm missing something, LeMahieu and, and Stanton. Like, why is that such a non-starter? Why can't those contracts just be bought out? These, these men, particularly Stanton, can not perform at the level that they're expected to as professional athletes. Uh, I'm, I'm welcome to hear your thoughts. Thanks. I appreciate the call there, Dave. I mean, they're not going to buy out four years remaining of John Carlos Stanton. Could they do it when there's a year left on it? Like they done with Hicks and Ellsbury. You know, like I think they were probably going to do with Josh Donaldson if he didn't get hurt. Sure, they could do that. But John Carlos Stanton is under contract until 2027. And then he's got a club option for 2028. I mean, they're just not buying it out. It's not going to happen. 
Could they do it? Should they do it? I mean, should they do it? Yeah, if, if money is not a factor. We know money is a factor. But I'll say this about Hal Steinbrenner. If I'm Hal Steinbrenner, I am so ticked off at Brian Cashman. I am so annoyed with my analytics department, with everyone involved in the construction of this roster, because I have given this team a $290 million payroll, second in baseball behind the Mets, and we're going to finish in last place? We're going to miss the playoffs? And the GM's going to be brought back like nothing happened that was wrong? That's what I, I, I can't get behind if I'm Hal. Hal should be red hot and should make changes that need to be made. Brian Cashman overall has done a good job as a GM. They've won championships. They've been competitive. They're in the playoffs every year. But it has all gone down to the toilet. It is time for a new voice. You don't get to be GM of the Yankees forever. You don't. 26 years is a long time. And when the team has not been to the World Series since 2009, change should be made. Period. Let's go to Tommy in Connecticut. He's up next on the show. Tommy, you're on with Jake Asman here on 98.7. What do you got? What's up, Jake? So, you know what I feel like right now? I feel like Michael and the Godfather. Just when I thought I was out, they dragged me back in. (laughs) I feel like Forrest Gump going back to Jenny every time. Why do I let myself do this and watch these just asinine, like, decisions? You can tell Clay Holmes is a sinker ball pitcher. Everything he was throwing was up in the zone. Everything was getting hit on the screws. Then Canely comes in, and he's a cha- all he wants to throw is his changeup. A changeup isn't a changeup if you don't throw a fastball. You're just throwing a 91-mile-an-hour slower fastball. That ninth inning was, like you said, the microcosm of the season is the perfect way to put it. Absolutely disgusting. I, I hate this team. <laughs> Tommy, thank you for the call. I, I think – I think you represent how a lot of Yankee fans feel. I hate this team, too. This is the most uh, unwatchable Yankees team that they have had probably since, you know, the the early 90s. You know, the Stump Merrill years, right? It's time for a change. There needs to be changes. Not just just getting rid of the hitting coach like they did before the All-Star break. That's not a change. Getting rid of even Aaron Boone, while a change is not the change that is clearly needed here. I don't think Boone's a great manager at all. But he has, he has made the playoffs his first five years. The issue this year is not that he's gotten worse as a manager. The issue this year is this team is so poorly constructed, they're flawed. Do they need a better manager? Yeah, you certainly can make that argument. But it starts with Brian Cashman, man. And really, it goes beyond Cashman. This is now on Hal Steinbrenner to address this scenario, to address this situation. It's his team. This is the most important offseason since Hal Steinbrenner has assumed the responsibility of running the team from his dad. Because there is an obvious change that needs to be made here, and I have no faith, no faith whatsoever as a diehard Yankees fan that the right change will be made. 800-919-3776, 800-919-ESPN. Jake Asman with you right here on 98.7 ESPN New York. Johnny Damon will be joining us coming up in about 10 minutes. So we'll take a quick break. Get back to your calls, then Johnny Damon joins us on the show. Keep it right here. We're with you till 10 o'clock. Of course, it's 98.7 ESPN New York. You're listening to The Jake Asman Show on 98.7 ESPN. Back here on 98.7 ESPN New York, it's The Jake Asman Show until 10 o'clock. 
Yankees with a horrific, horrendous loss down in Miami this afternoon. But that's not what we're going to talk about in this segment. We're playing some Frank Sinatra because we're actually we're actually going to talk about some times that were good for the New York Yankees, like the last time they won a World Series back in 2009. And joining us right now on the show is 2009 World Series champion, former MLB All-Star, Johnny Damon. Johnny, always appreciate your time. Thanks so much for doing this tonight. I hope all is well on your end. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, we're down in the uh, New York area now, I should say, up in the New York area. We got to experience some uh, great golf the past couple of days and uh, supporting my buddy Jim Kelly now at his uh, charity event. Very cool. So you're the only person I think I know that could say they played golf with the former president of the United States. What was that experience like? I saw you were at the Live Golf Invitational and you and Donald Trump had a chance to link up. Oh, it's fantastic. We, we all know how busy this uh, President Trump is. You know, he uh, played in the program, and then he uh, uh, went off to the fair in Iowa, and then he got back. So the guy is constantly working, and uh, um, it is a tremendous treat. And it's not fun when he beats you, but he, uh, he's he got to be good <laughs> at golf. He owns a lot of golf courses, so uh, he's uh, he's definitely got me beat there. That's awesome. So let me ask you this. In your career, you obviously won a championship in 2004 with the Red Sox. Then you come over and play with the Yankees. You win a championship in New York in 2009. When people recognize you in public, do they associate you more as a Red Sox or a Yankee? Oh, they associate me more with uh, with a guest on below deck, more, <laughs> more so now than ever. So, uh, um, you know, I'm going to spend some time in Boston uh next week but you know the fans have been great i mean i can honestly say that i've been loved and hated everywhere and there's definitely a lot of love going around since i'm not playing and i'm not beating up on anybody's teams right now so it's uh it's a uh great thing to have and i was just fortunate to be able to be a part of two great teams um two great winners 2004 with the red sox and 2009 with the uh yankees Hey, you brought it up, Johnny. My aunt will kill me if I don't get a chance to ask you about this. So, below deck, she's a huge fan of the show. She wanted me to ask you this question. Are you really allergic to being hungry, sober, and bored? Um, I am really allergic to uh, um, cold food and warm beer. So, <laughs> so, so we couldn't figure that out. But uh, I, at home, I definitely eat um, hot food and uh, – Definitely drink some cold beers for sure. But uh, we had a great time. They've asked us to uh, get back on there, and we just need to try to figure out some time where we can go. And we would love to take our family the next time so uh, we don't get too crazy and in too much trouble. Johnny Damon, former MLB All-Star, 2009 World Series champion with the Yankees, joining us here on the Jake Asman Show on 98.7 ESPN New York. Johnny, in your Yankee career, is there one memory that stands out when you think back to the five years you played in New York? Uh, well, it's definitely winning the World Series, but I know I had some uh, great games, the 6-for-6 six six game, the double steal in the World Series, but also um, all the curtain calls that I got because I did hit some big home runs for the Yankee fans, and they saluted me very um, incredibly, and I love the roll call. I love the fact that uh, we were able to get the outfielders to start doing some kind of a uh, routine every single night. I know the infielders are a bit boring. They just wave, and all of us <laughs> outfielders always, uh, um, you know, 
had some fun and danced a little bit, and uh, we really appreciated our fans, and uh, it was a great time we had in New York, and I'm glad I got to close it out winning a championship. The double steal is my personal favorite memory of yours as a diehard Yankees fan. Can you take us back to that play, Game 5 of the World Series? Break it down for us. What exactly was going through your mind as that was unfolding? Oh, well, I battled my tail off against Brad Lidge, and I got on base, and I knew we needed to make something happen. And um, Teixeira doesn't really like you to steal when he's hitting. Um, It disrupts him, but I also knew that if we didn't – get something going we good chance we were going to lose unless we brought um mariano in for a uh um tie game so um i think 11 pitch at bat maybe and i didn't still with texture as i was mentioning but i always had that in the back of my mind that if the throw gets um on the uh second base side um i would try to take third base if it was there for me. So uh, fortunately for me, I still had my track star speed from uh, <laughs> being a little kid. And uh, Pedro Feliz um, uh, took the ball on the other side of second base, and it made it very easy for me to get to a third base. And the reason why you get to third base is because it's so much easier to score than from second base. I mean, I could score on a um, a – Blue pit, a hard hit ball because the Phillies outfielders had strong arms. I could score on a wild pitch. Um, so many different ways. So uh, I'm glad it worked out. Um, glad Texera got hit by the next pitch, and then uh, A Rod <laughs> delivered for us. So uh, A Rod delivered for us the entire um, postseason. So that that was great for him to uh, um, do very well for us and uh, help us win a World Series. Johnny David is with us here on 98.7 ESPN. The York Jake Asman with you until 10 o'clock tonight. You mentioned A-Rod. He recently told Michael Kay on the K-Rod cast that he felt like the Yankees were in big trouble after that 2009 season when they didn't bring you back. So I'm wondering, did you ever come close to resigning with the Yankees that offseason? Did you want to come back? What happened after winning the World Series in 2009? Oh, yeah, I really wanted to come back. I uh... – was waiting for an offer, and I'm not sure how much my agent actually was talking to Cashman, but um, my agent came to me and said, well, the Yankees want to offer you a two-year, $14 million contract, and I pretty much looked at it like a, uh, um, a salary cut, like half of my pay, and I was like, is there any way I could get incentives to make up the $10 million? And you know, I'll take that deal. And unfortunately, my agent said, oh, the deal's off the table. They just signed Nick Johnson. And I was like, shouldn't a free free agency be fun? And you're (laughs) able to talk to your team. I mean, I knew I only wanted um, two years max. And if I had to go year to year with the Yankees, I I would have considered it. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. They brought um, Nick Johnson back. And, you know, I – didn't sign with Detroit until super late, so spring training was already going on. So that was kind of how my uh, the end of your career sometimes goes, where uh, all these teams want to see if they, they have a young guy who's going to step up and be the next Johnny Damon or not. And uh, unfortunately, I um, had to leave New York. Never wanted to. and I, I never wanted to leave Boston in the first place, but New York was uh, obviously a great 
Um, a great backup plan because New York was just incredible to me. They loved the style of play that I had. I loved the style of play that the uh, Yankee players had. So that worked out great. Six more weeks at home for spring training. I drove back and forth to Tampa every day. And, uh, yeah, it just worked out perfect. And, unfortunately, it was only four years. And uh, hopefully they can figure something out because it's been a long time since they've been back to the World Series, and I know the Yankee fans are very hungry, and they have a great team. They just, you know, haven't put it together this year. They, they're they solid, but I know how tough this game is. I know how tough it is to make the playoffs and uh, go on to win the World Series. So uh, uh, I'm not making any excuses. I'm just saying it's, it's, a, hard, um, it's a hard game. They can certainly use – Johnny Damon sitting the table at leadoff again in, in, in the lineup this year, Johnny. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, Johnny Damon 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Damon with yeah, us here, but, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. But obviously, I, you know, people always mention that to me. Uh, we could use you. I'm like, okay, well, I've been retired for, I think I'm going on 13 years now or 12 years. And so it's been a while. So. I can't do what I used to do, but, uh, yeah, they, they need to figure something out, and hopefully um, they can figure it out late this year or they'll have to start looking to uh, uh, 2024. Johnny Damon, of course, is our guest. Jake Asman with you here on 98.7 ESPN. You know, it was interesting when you first signed, of course, with the Yankees coming over from Boston because you were a guy, Johnny, who – had a beard, had the long hair, and it was a big deal when you had to shave that and obviously apply, you know, comply, I should say, with the Yankees' facial hair policy. Was that part of the conversation at all with the Yankees? Like, did you think about, hey, do I really want to sign here because i got to deal with that? Was that an issue for you? Take us back to what was your reaction having to cut your hair and, and shave your beard when you first signed. No, that wasn't a big deal at all. When I signed with the Red Sox, I had my short hair uh, uh, beautiful, clean, shaven face, and all that good stuff. So uh, when I signed with the Yankees, I understood um, tradition. I have too much respect for the game of baseball and too much respect for George Steinbrenner. Like He's uh, paying me a lot of money to come to the Yankees, and I'm going to uh, follow the rules of the boss. And uh, if I had to shave my uh, 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 facial hair and also cut my um, hair, uh, I'll do it. I mean, he was giving me $13 million a year, so of course I'm going to respect the uh, the boss. Who were some of your favorite teammates that you got a chance to play with in New York? Oh, man, everybody. I mean, <laughs> everybody was on the same wavelength. I mean, Giambi, obviously I played with him in um, Oakland. Um, I know Mark Bellhorn and uh, Mike Myers came over for, um, before me from the Red Sox. Um, Jeter was fantastic. A-Rod and I have known each other since we were uh, kids. And, uh, yeah, we just had a, a great team who uh, we w- went on the field every single day, and we uh, um, had one, one goal in mind, and that was to win baseball games. You mentioned A-Rod. Obviously, 2009, he carries you guys, big part of the offense, to help you guys finally win a championship. But you had been there and watched him go through a lot of the struggles in the postseason. Take us back to what you remember about A-Rod in 2009. What do you remember about it finally clicking for him in the postseason and, and him being able to come through for you guys? Yeah, well, so early in the season, our team was struggling. I was pretty much the only guy hitting and keeping us – 
in the race and all that good stuff. And A-Rod was hurt, and then he comes back. His first at-bat, you know, he hits a home run. And that just solidified our our team because we just started dumping people at the time. We were pretty much around 500 uh, heading towards the All-Star break. Um, a little bit better. But, uh, yeah, we got a healthy A-Rod, and we just started clicking. I mean, our lineup uh, could be very well one of the best lineups ever put together if you add up all the home runs and rbis and stolen bases run scored from one through nine in our lineup it's it's pretty uh remarkable and um it's a we gave a lot of pitchers uh headaches a lot of teams headaches because we could uh beat you with our legs and we could definitely beat you with the uh home run ball you mentioned Derek Jeter. Obviously, you said he was a great teammate. Is there a particular Jeter story that you could share with the audience? What stood out playing with the captain? Oh, man, the captain, you know, the most, he's the most consistent player possibly in the history of the game. I mean, going into a season, you knew exactly what he was going to do. He was going to have 200 hits. He was going to drive in 80 to 90 runs. He was going to score 110, 120 runs, and just um, play solid defense. And, uh, you know, whenever uh, we needed a big play from the captain, he was always there. And, uh, you know, what a tremendous career. And, you know, hopefully one of these days he can uh, put the pinstripes back on and, uh, you know, do whatever he wants to do. Johnny Damon, of course, is our guest here on 98.7 ESPN. Jake Asman hanging out with you. You know, when you look at just those Yankee teams you were on, Johnny, it seems like you guys got along. You guys had great balance in the lineup. You guys obviously had some very good starting pitching. And then, of course, you had Mariano Rivera closing out games. And I bring up Mo because, as a Yankee fan, watching how they blew a four-run lead in the ninth inning today, we really yearned oh for Mariano to be the closer again. What was it like to be around Mo? What was it like to experience him up close as your team's closer? Well, it was definitely a lot nicer having him as my teammate because he broke so many of my bats. <laughs> he, he demolished the bats, especially left-handed bats, because we just couldn't get our um, arms extended at all. We knew what was coming, and we still had a tough time hitting it. And, you know, he deserves everything. He went out there, and he was the absolute best. I mean, there's there's no second um, – I mean, Mariano's definitely the best closer of all time. You can't even uh, draw up an argument for anybody else. Um, not saying other people weren't good, but Mariano is definitely the best. And uh, um, great to have him on my team 100%. Johnny Damon with us here. Johnny, you're a father of eight. Can you break that yeah. down for us? How the heck do you have time to take care of eight different kids? What's that like? Well, I'm definitely used to it now, um, you know, and, <laughs> you know, I'm definitely irresistible and I just happily <laughs> obliged and, you know, we end up having eight kids, you know, the second vasectomy worked. So we're very happy <laughs> about that, but I, you know, they're keeping me young, you know, I'm turning 50 later on this year. Um, um, so it's a big birthday year for us and, you know, my kids are going to be around celebrating with me and uh, uh, it's great to have a big family uh, my girls take great care of me, and, uh, you know, I, I just love it. Um, love what they represent. Um, they're uh, um, definitely a version of myself and my beautiful wife, Michelle. 
That's fantastic. Well, Johnny, I speak for all the Yankee fans listening. Thank you for being part of the last World Series winner the Yankees have had back in 2009. We loved watching you when you put on the pinstripes, and I can't thank you enough for taking some time tonight to come on the show. Thanks so much. Absolutely. You always have to bring your A game. So you all go check out my drink at Shaw's and Stop and Shop, drinkagame.com, and uh, let's rock and roll. All there he goes. It. The great Johnny Damon. He brought it for the Yankees during his career, and the Yankees certainly could use a Johnny Damon-like in the lineup, setting the tone at the top. I mean, you go back and look at the 2009 Yankees lineup and how deep they were and the amount of guys that just had incredibly productive years. It's just unbelievable. The team won 103 games. I mean, Johnny Damon was what? You know, setting the tone in front of Jeter. And then you had – Cano, and you had Teixeira, and you had A-Rod, and Swisher, Swisher, and Matsui. It just, they haven't had a lineup that good since. They had a Hall of Fame infield, as Damon alluded to. Man, do I miss the good old days, that 2009 Yankees team, and haven't been back to the World Series since. Thanks again to Johnny Damon for taking some time tonight to come on the show. We'll get back to your Yankee calls next hour. Wanted to give a little bit of an escape because today was just an absolute disaster. More on the Yankees, more of your calls coming up. We'll talk some football as well. A lot of thoughts on the Jets' preseason win yesterday. Dalvin Cook, who? We'll get into that. 800-919-3776 is the number. It's Jake Asman with you till 10 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN New York.